that I have the bare bones of it, right? And so if I was, you know, we're not going to focus on me right now, I'd rather focus on you guys, but if, you know, if that was part of a larger set, you could maybe say like, oh, tie this into this other thing or, you know, really play on this part. This was the funny part, you know, and a lot of people, you know, look like jokes. A lot of people don't know what they look like until you tell them. So like, you know, help us out here, right? This is a workshop. This is for us to have fun. You know, no one take offense. You know, no one's putting each other down. We're all just trying to get better at this comedy thing and have a good time. All right. So um, we'll do the same thing. Honking uh, four minutes. Uh, I'll honk at three. You don't have to go the full four. If you just have the three bits that you get them out and you want more feedback, we can do that. And I also, uh, I'm going to start off the feedback every time, but I really encourage everyone to come up and use this mic uh, to offer more feedback if you, you know, really have something that's stuck out and you really want to offer something up. This is all very collaborative, all right? Um, sometimes I would not even go up with these mics. It was just so helpful for me to get my brain going in this direction, you know? And so um, I encourage everyone to take steps in that. And we have one or two spots open left if you uh, want to hop on here. Uh, so we'll start off with Angela Sawyer. So Angela, come up, get this thing going. Again, very nice to see you once more. Uh, some of you I saw earlier, and uh, let's do it again. Okay, so uh, finished bit. Uh, let's start here. Uh, I'm uh, in my 50s, and uh, sometimes I'm friends with people who are in their 20s, and that's always really nice. Uh, recently, I had a heart-to-heart -heart with a girl who's like just turned 21, and we had this long talk, and at the end of it, she let it slip that when she gives her boyfriend a blowjob, at the end, she's like crying, got tears, and she can't breathe. And I was like, oh, oh, sweetie, you know you can suck dick mediocrely. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not saying do a bad job, but you don't have to get an Olympian award. <sighs> I'll tell you the truth, like, if you get a C minus in gym, they still let you graduate. <laughs> There's finished. <laughs> I think that one's done. Uh, let me think of uh, not finished. Uh, a good example of a joke that I've been trying to develop for a while is one that I told uh, when I was up here a couple hours ago. Uh, it's about uh, a therapist that I had when I was 18. Uh, I say, uh, how does that joke start? Uh, it starts out with a joke that does work. Uh, I say, I don't want to freak you guys out, but uh, I don't have a therapist. I'm just out here like JFK with the top down. Just uh, <laughs> one day at a time, you know, just taking it slow. Uh, I did have one once. I had one when I was 18. Uh, what happened is I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18. And I didn't have anybody to go with me to get my first apartment. Uh, and so I just walked up to a building and asked them if I could live there. And... <laughs> They told me that I needed a certificate of sanity to move in. And I was 18, so I didn't know that wasn't real. <laughs> they just treated me like my wellness check bounced. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> and so I, I went to try and go get a certificate of sanity. And uh, so I called around, and um, there weren't very many therapists available for that job. Uh, so I got assigned the therapist from the state jail. <laughs> Uh, yeah, guess who doesn't care when your parents don't like you? It's the jail therapist. That is who. That is who. Um, yeah, good news about the jail therapist is uh, three weeks in and you are cured. They, you are a clean bill of health. Uh, they're just like, you still don't know how to make toilet wine? Get out of here, you know? Uh, so uh, the good news about that is uh, I got healthy and now I'm a 50-year-old 50, 50 lady and 
you're supposed to have baggage at this point. <laughs> but I have moved in. <laughs> I can buy my own fucking couch is the problem there. Okay, so that's in development. That one needs work, uh, especially near the end. Uh, and uh, I was just thinking uh, this week, actually, I was just trying to think. I, w I went to a bar earlier this week, and on the playlist at the bar, they played the Stooges, and then they immediately played Amy Mann, and it made me so angry as a middle-aged person. <laughs> made me so angry, uh, because those are two sets of people who hated each other my entire life, <laughs> and now they're just old. Now they're just all old. And uh, I don't have a punchline for that. It's just uh, something that makes me angry all the time. <laughs> uh, so those are my three. And if you have thoughts about them, I'd love to hear it. Thanks. Hey, great. I keep like stay up there. You know, we respond to the feedback. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was great. I think those are, that's exactly what I was looking for, for the first thing. So thanks for the great example. Um, you've got great delivery. You clearly have some experience on stage. Uh, you kind of know what you're doing up there, which is great. It helps, helps a lot with those jokes. Um, I like the, the finish bit was good. Uh, you know, the C minus lets you graduate. That's a good, it's, it's, it's kind of like, I was a little bit expecting it, but it was like, you, you did the great delivery. You did it all like it all right. I think one thing that would really put a cap on that is, uh, what's the flip side. It's like, yeah, it's a C minus, but then like, you can't even get into community college, nice. you know? Yeah. And like, what's, what does that look like out of a relationship? Like keep, yes. you've got a good analogy. Uh, if you can extend on the analogy. You know, yeah. you don't want to put a hat on a hat too much, right? You right, know, you don't want to throw it track. out too much, but you've already spent a lot of time getting into this analogy, yes. right? Milk it a little bit. Okay. So I think that would be helpful. That's really helpful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the bit about the walk up for the, with the, the certificate, that's pretty funny. Uh, is that a, that's a true story? I'm assuming the story is true. Obviously there was no wellness check, but sure. like, <laughs> no, but like, I know what you're saying. Like it's sound more incredulous. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like what the fuck, you know? Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, there's usually if I do that at a real show, there's usually some some time feedback, yeah, because people are like, that makes no sense, and then you have to be like, I know. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> so you know that. Um, the you know with storytelling, I think the one bit I the thing I learned the most from someone like John Mulaney is that if you're telling a long story, every bit of it has to be funny so yeah, every like have portion have of the story has to have some kind of punchline right and it's not like it has to all be analogies and stuff like that sometimes it's just like a point out the ridiculousness of something with you know by you know john laney will draw out a long word and be like oh, okay something like that you know like and you have a lot of opportunities for that there yeah more, um, i think more reactions to things might be useful yeah yeah and you like i said you've got the stage presence for it so Thanks. throw it out there um more of the I, I was hoping you were going to go more into like the jail therapist stuff and that was good um i think that you keep that going you say like now i'm in my 50s and like you know something you still do something you learned from the jail therapist oh yeah I you know like i know i know how not to be right. somebody's bitch or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. or yeah, that's great. or like how to cope with being someone's bitch yes or something yes. like that you, you reminded know? me a long time ago when i first started writing that bit uh, I went into a joke about bra shopping because my advice for somebody bra shopping was to punch the first sales girl that you saw. <laughs> and that's, that's it's like, oh, wait, no, wait, sorry, cross my wires. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. That's good. And then um, I think that's, yeah, it's, I think that was all I got. Anybody else have anything? Thank you. Um, they were thinking about from that set? Um, come up, you can throw it on this mic here, or I can pretend to keep talking. Um, all right. Uh, it was one more thing. It was uh, this kind of 
the idea that maybe if you have like the walk up to the house, if you first you kind of present it as something like, you know, that was how things were done back then. Yeah. Right now, if you do that, it's like, who's crazier? Like the person walking up to the house or the person accepting the person who walked up to a house to sure. rent it, you know, sure. like who's, who's more fucked up in this situation. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so, that's great. and like the, the, like, that's like kind of the, the contrast of like, that's how it was done back then. Right. Especially if you're doing a story, you know, you're doing a lot of stories about, you know, age differences and differences between generations. Sure. You just, that's one thing to highlight is like, right. that's how, how things that were story done. If it happened yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, like, and you guys thought Craigslist was fucking weird, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, we just yeah. fucking raw dogged it. We just right, went out sure, there and sure. hope for the best, you know? Yeah, that's very helpful, actually. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Because that's, I didn't, you know, when you don't know how to find an apartment and there's no internet, that's what you do. You just walk yeah. into buildings. Yeah, and like, not everyone can afford a newspaper ad. So you're just walked over and be like, this looks nice. And yeah. <laughs> I don't see any paintings in that room through the window. So, you know, fingers crossed. That's let's great. Hope these yeah, people don't kill me. Now. Yeah. Please. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Add you know, puns. Clearly a pun guy, and they're yeah. always something you can throw in there. So absolutely. Yeah, that's good, and that's that's the kind of thing this is for, guys. Dumb tags like that, not dumb, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> tags like that. Whatever you got, throw it up in, and and do come up to the mic because this is recorded. We like to, you know, if you want to hear it later or pe other people want to hear it, please come up to the mic and say it. Otherwise, the radio listeners, he said, grade it on a curve. Yeah. See, there we go. <laughs> All right, that's Angela. Thanks, Thank Angela. So All right, next we got Lydia. I have a bachelor's degree in environmental science, and all I have to show for it is my armpit hair. A friend of mine from college had a baby recently, and I got to look at it. And we went out to lunch. It was her and her husband. She has her new baby. And we're eating. Or no, we ordered our food. We're waiting. See, that's my finished joke, and I already fucked it up. No feedback. No feedback. <laughs> I'm going to get into my shitty. I'm a big K-pop fan. And uh, a lot of K-pop fans, they get really hardcore. Like, they learn Korean. Um, I am not going to do that. And not because, like, I think it would be too hard for me. But, like, I love K-pop. And... I feel like if I understood Korean, I would not. Like right now, I'm a real K-pop tart. I like jamming. Like I like listening to the music. Like listening to a lot of BTS mostly. And uh, yeah, the Bing Tan Boys. <laughs> I like uh, thinking that their lyrics are like deep and meaningful. But what if when they're singing their song "Go Go" and they go? YOLO, 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 YO, YOLO, YOLO, YO. What if you translate that into English and it means something stupid? Or like worse, what if it's problematic? What if those lyrics are like homophobic? I can't be jamming out to that. I am an ally. I don't like saying that word though, because when someone refers to themselves as an ally, um, all they really mean is, I will use your preferred pronouns while I trash you behind your back. 
I, uh, I actually got called out by a really good ally recently. I met someone new. I, I accidentally slipped up, and they're like, mm, "Gonna have to stop you right there because just now you said she seems really cool, and you should have said they are an insufferable waste of oxygen." Do better. <laughs> That's my friend. <laughs> a little like allyship in Portland. Like, oh, and everybody is everybody's poly. <laughs> like white people don't share anything except our significant others. That's the joke I came up after your set at the last <laughs> workshop. Yeah. Yeah, that's my new thing. We're all poly. I um I don't wanna I'm like not into like ethical monogamy because like when is ethics fun? I like I don't want to be Polly. I want to be a fuck boy, like a girl fuck boy, like a frick chick. I'll take some feedback. I'll end it on the horn. Cool. Thanks. All right. Great stuff. Thank you, yeah. Lydia. Yeah, that joke that I didn't end up finishing is really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll hear it someday. Yeah, too bad, because I was uh, wondering where the fuck that was going. Um, <laughs> You said got to look at it about the baby. Is so that was a, is that the setup to the joke? I think. Yeah, yeah. You get to look at it because you can't meet a baby. Yeah, what? You can't meet a baby. Oh, because they can't meet you. Yeah, you just kind of. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I don't want I want to harp on it too much because you clearly didn't like do the joke. How yeah, you I didn't to. do the joke. Yeah. Uh, I would. My only I'll thought. I'll do it. I'll do it at the next show. Sure. Yeah. I said just really. I think it was maybe because you abandoned it. It was like kind of here. Like that's what you're saying. You say got to look at it. Like you got to really emphasize that part. Like, and you you just clearly know how to do that. So maybe it was just wrong off. Um, I like where you went with the K-pop joke. I think maybe take a little less time getting to the meat of it because there was a lot of lead in and a lot of act out. Um, but unless you can front load that with some something more, some some more humor in the in the front end of it, it just takes a long time to get to what's good. And you know. You only get so much time each set, right? I would say try to trim that up a bit if you can. Uh, maybe I don't know if it's word economy or just trying to figure out what part of that is the most important part that sets up, you know, oh, what if they're saying something racist? Mm -hmm. You know, like, <laughs> which is hilarious, right? Or, you know, I li and I like what you did with the, like, like all the, you know, YOLO, YOLO, YOLO. Um, or there's an opportunity for misdirection there of the band, like, what does that actually translate to? It's mm -hmm. like, you know something racist like you already kind of touched on that might as well actually say something actually say something Ooh. well you know <laughs> you kind of you say it like but like you know not like you know nothing too crazy but something to be like oh wait <laughs> i shouldn't be listening to this you know like that kind of thing um i think there's yeah i think there's a good opportunity for that there and then um you did what i hope you're doing with the ally thing you gave an example you know the the act the act out of like what she said i would keep going with that tag that up a little bit more because I think again that's something you did a good job setting up milk it up a little bit more yeah. um, and then everybody calls it ethical non-monogamy or whatever well gl so glad they differentiated between non-ethical non-monogamy you know like who the fuck would call it non-ethical non-monogamy like you know like that's kind of the crux of what you're getting at right mm -hmm. is that like you know so glad you're like identifying as a good person by saying it's ethical you know like it's kind of the same theme that you have of this, like, you know, everybody being an ally, like saying one thing, but then doing something fucked up, you know, like it's another thing where people are identifying that themselves, but not actually like being good people, mm. you know? 
So it's, I think it's another opportunity for that there. What's up, Jared? Hey. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Just stay in the pocket and keep going. You, even I would. I didn't mean yeah. to disrespect you guys as an no, audience. No, no, no. You're not. Like you're that, not really <laughs> disrespecting. You're not really disrespecting. I don't shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just just stay in the pocket. Keep stay in the setup. Keep. Uh, another thing, uh, like I, I agree with Marty. I think you, like that setup to the, what is this Korean person saying? Uh, it was like get to the meat of it. Like you didn't need to have like a whole act out. I, you didn't really need to have that. Um, um, and and then I would get more specific. Uh, so like I don't know, like they're reciting Mein Kampf. Or yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. The, along the along the line of what I'm getting to. Like that's what the YOLO YOLO translates yeah. to. Yeah. Because I like what you. I think your line is good. Keep that. But then like oh, then I read the actual translation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just had a tag uh, when you said you want to be a fuck boy then you say you want to be a girl fuck boy maybe she ended with a, I want to be a fuck them oh, did I say frick chick said did frick I get chick. to that okay cool yeah. or, 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 I just or a fuck them or a fuck day yeah non-ginger fuck them <laughs> alright cool that's uh oh well sorry one more yeah we got time for one more this is Rhode Island yeah. Around the what about uh, end of which part? The first part or uh, that was the lead up the joke that you didn't finish. Joke, yeah. yeah, the very beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. A minor in, in braiding my armpit hair or something like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's Lydia. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Uh, next up, we got Rebecca Ward. Give it up for Rebecca. My name is Rebecca Ward. Uh, you probably know my parents, maternity and psychiatric. Uh, so, and I'll tell you a little about myself. I'm, I'm part Indian, but my husband isn't. So every time we play Monopoly, he tries to get me drunk and steal my properties a little bit at a time. And um, oh yeah, I, I should say my ex-husband because we got divorced and uh, he works for Evil Comcast. And I told him he needs to tell people he works for Halliburton so they don't hate him as much. As and, uh, oh, do you ever think of something really funny and you're the only one that thinks it's funny nobody else does? I call that my act. Um, so what I have been working on is um, I've been doing some cat material, kitty cat material, and I want to try it out new to see what you guys think. Um, I think my cat and I can talk to each other sometimes. I'll come home and I'll say, hi. And my cat goes, hi. And I came home and I said, kitty, are you sober or hi? And he goes, hi. And I said, okay, turn off the Bob Marley and hand over the catnip. You're done, okay? 
And I've been trying to do a bunch of uh, cat material um, that, let's see, what was one? Oh, yeah, um, when I got him, he was this little tiny little kitten, and I named him Squeaky because he was like this little squeaky thing, and now he's like a two-year-old linebacker, and I'm afraid his friends are going to make fun of him, and he'll have to say, they call me Mr. Squeaky. And since it is Columbus Day, I, um, I would like you all to encourage the thought that we should have closed the borders in 1491 would have saved a lot of trouble. And I can't really do my, one of my favorite jokes is that, you know, I've seen the lineup and I think it's really great to see guys getting into comedy. No? I think we need to support it. Come on, they're, tr they're trying really hard. And, um, oh yeah, my birthday's coming up. I'm gonna be 77. Um, I've decided I'm gonna add to my age because they're gonna go, she looks really good for 77. No, I'm gonna be 62, but um, I'm gonna change my age on purpose. Uh, I don't know how that one's gonna work. Uh, <laughs> and let's see. Um, oh, yeah, you know, this is really great to be here, and I used to do a lot of temp work. I was a Kelly girl, and I hate that term though, Kelly girl, that's so demeaning. I prefer the term Kelly Chick. And uh, next month I'm going to be a Kelly Broad. And this is actually a temp job right here, so I'm going to need you all to sign my time card before I leave. I hope you don't mind. Um, and I talk about coffee. Like, I'm such a coffee addict. I had to go to Coffee Drinkers Anonymous. And they had an open wine bar in the back. It was really weird. But I, um, I like my coffee like I like my men. I finish them off in the bathroom at Starbucks. So. Anyway, that's my time, and I'm Rebecca Ward. Give it up. All right, Rebecca, one-liner comic. Is that pegging you right? Um, I think one good thing with one-liner comedy is it's great. Uh, one thing to remember is that you don't have to do it too much, but if you can occasionally draw back one of your one-liners to a previous one-liner, uh, you know, people really appreciate the connection. I think that yeah. it adds a little more to your set. Otherwise, like a callback. yeah, a little bit of a callback. Otherwise, it just kind of feels like a lot of stuff running on. You know what I mean? And so it, it kind of gets hard to track. Like uh, I don't know. Like you're talked about your like messing up the age. Well, it's in cat years or something like that. You can come mm -hmm. back to your cat jokes. Like yeah. something, just some way you can just one little tag, right? Mm -hmm. And I know I don't know if your your preference is to keep tagging things up, but um, I think sometimes, that sometimes and some of my friends will help me tag. Um, yeah, I've got one friend; he's a tag monster, and I'm mm -hmm. like, it's okay the way it is. You don't have to keep, you don't yeah. have to bury it and forget the premise. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing is that that we do want to put a hat on a hat sometimes because we've got something that we know gets a reaction, and we want to get all the all the reaction we can out of it. But you can't go too far with it, and mm -hmm. so yeah, definitely be mindful of that. Um, Let's say the Monop Monopoly one, you do have an opportunity for that and to be a little more specific of like, you know, name one of the properties because oh. Mo Monopoly is a, you know, well-known enough reference that you can, you know, get away with that. Be yeah. like, you know, Broadway or Park Place or, you know, one of the one of the big ones. And then, you know, he puts you into like whatever the shitty ones were, you know, yeah. Baltic Avenue <laughs> Baltic or something or like something. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you could draw that back to you talked about the Comcast thing. He's one of the utilities in Monopoly, right? Ooh, um, something along those lines. Um, I like the border closing joke. Draw it out. Up with that. Draw it out a little bit. The enter the when you lead into it, make people think you're bad. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, need to work on the wording and where yeah, does it go? Yeah, I mean, if you just came up with it, that's fine. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's, a good, it's good bones. Uh, just, I would say draw at the beginning of it a little bit. Like, you know, it, it's, it's tough to do this, especially in fucking San Francisco, but like <laughs> draw out the rhetoric and like really mirror some like Fox News shit and then you drop oh, the 1482 Oh, yeah, compare it to the border crossings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay, like yeah. there are caravans and shit like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if you go blue much, but Kelly bitch would be the best final yeah, evolution I, I, of that. Uh, <laughs> I used to say Kelly broad because I'm I'm mostly um, a clean comic, but fuck. Um, well, if you <laughs> get yeah, if you get if you're mostly a clean comic, and then you've done this like evolution, and then you drop like one, you know, Kelly slut yeah. or something like yeah. that, you know, yeah, like it, it surprises people a little bit if you're willing to do that. Um, and one last note, just kind of about cultural references in general. Always just run them by other people because. My problem with cultural references is that I always think everyone knows the same shit I do. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you did the Mr. Tibbs line or, uh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so, like. They call me Mr. Squeaky. Yeah. And that, you know, maybe at this point in, in this day and age, 30 to 40 percent of your audience is going to understand yeah. that. Do you think and they'll get the Nixon jokes? Can I bring those back? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. You might be SOL there. Just, <laughs> just say Trump instead. It'll, everyone will get it. Um. <laughs> That's all I got. Anyone got okay, anything? Okay, great. Oh, no, no. So other people. Yeah. Your, your bit about your cat, I just thought it sounded like a perfect California sober joke of like, are you high, but you're not drinking? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Also, I don't know, like catnip, is it legal? Is it illegal? Or kind of where my brain was what going. State, what state am I in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can I take this on a plane? Um, mm. That kind of stuff. And um, what was the other one that you were talking about? Well, I talked about ago. almost all of them. So <laughs> talked about all of them. Oh, um, the Monopoly one yeah. uh, was like a lot of, th like I thought of Mount Rushmore and how it used to be called something else. Mm -hmm. So like... Properties and Monopoly used to have a uh, oh, name from indigenous people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah. used to yeah. be called this. You know, but. I, I found out from my friend who tags a lot that most um, U.S. states are from Indian tribe yeah. names. So Wisconsin, yeah. you know, Massachusetts, oh. all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was what I had. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, like, Park Place used to be like Chattanooga or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, probably got time for one more. Along the same lines as like um, um, cultural references and and trying to get like uh, I I had the same thing when you when you mentioned Halliburton like I I feel yeah. like the a lot of the controversy around them is kind of like yeah you could probably older. get a more you could so more. you could probably go with more like recent like like something like Raytheon or something yeah. like that as yeah. like a company yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah something a little more yeah that's a good point mm -hmm. yeah uh, that's good. That's it we got okay. for Rebecca, everyone. Thanks for, uh, thanks for that, Rebecca. Thanks, everyone. Keep this thing moving. We got Jared Senna coming up to the stage. Where? There he is. Jared Senna, let's go. Hey, guys, remember me? Hey, guys. One of the things I like about San Francisco is there's a lot of gays here. I fuck with the gays. I say that because I dated a couple bisexual women in college. It's a real eye-opening experience for me and the women I dated. I learned to be more empathetic to what gay people go through on a daily basis. And the women I dated realized that they don't like men. 
um, uh, like the prime demographic of men that bisexual women like to go for. You know, I'm small, I have a septum piercing, and I have short hair. I look like a lesbian, basically. And I'm very open to getting pegged. That's just a stupid tag that I added. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, graduated from college, guys. Uh, thank you. Graduated with a degree in creative writing. Not sure you guys know what creative writing is, but it's pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. Uh, I did learn a lot from creative writing, though. I learned that in order to be a good writer, you have to read a lot. So I've been reading uh, jokes that other people wrote. Ah. Can you guys tell this is the one I'm working on? <laughs> ah, fuck. Yeah. I actually found a couple of good ones. The problem is I don't know if they'll work for me, but they're really funny. Can I try it out with you guys? All right. Cool. Thanks. Brendan Fraser. All right, here's one. As a black man in America, no? All right. That used to kill, but it just doesn't kill anymore, okay? All right, how about this one? My vagina is so fat. I have to use a mop as a tampon. All right, this joke's going fucking horrible. I'm a hypocrite. I didn't stay in the pocket. All right, anyways, all right, one more that I'm working on. Uh, all right, I told you guys this, but Marty didn't hear it, so. Uh, a lot of homeless people here. I work in downtown SF, so I deal with the uh, crackheads a lot. Um, they're a little erratic and unpredictable, but they're really misunderstood. They're just nice people if you get to know them. You just have... It's just every once in a while you have to remind them that a coffee shop isn't the place to be jerking off. I can never get that joke to work, but we're going to fucking make it, Monday Night Mutiny crowd. That's my fucking time. <laughs> All right. Give it up for Jared, everyone. Um, so the first bit, I fuck with the gays and you lead into this whole thing. I felt like there was a lot of lines that you dropped in there that felt like you were going to go somewhere with it and you didn't. So it's either... Take those out or go somewhere with them. So like, there's one part where you said like they were bisexual, now they're not, and you never talk about that again. You just start talking about how you look like you could be a lesbian, right? And it's like, it's like they they wanted the most like the least man man they could find, and they didn't even want that after they were done with me. Like, you not like all the manhood I could bring to it was like they and they they said no to that. Like that's that's where you're going with that joke because essentially. You're, it's a long lead into a look like joke, which is good. I like that. I prefer, really prefer when people don't just come out with like, I look like this. I like that it to be part of a bit, a greater bit that they're saying something about. So I think that's the right way to go about it. But then what is, what does you mean looking like that mean? Right. Looking like that meant that like, even though they tried this, like they still were turned off to men. All the bisexuals I dated are now lesbians. Here's why. I think that's what that's, I think that's, that's a great direction for you to go with that. Right. Um, the, uh, okay. I was glad you fucking actually came up with stuff for the jokes. The other people were writing. <laughs> I was like, the fuck's he doing? Um, 
Have you done that much on stage? Have you done that much at like shows? Uh, those other two jokes, the last two jokes, no. Okay, so I, I kind of like the concept. You might catch a little bit of flack for like it's it's a little bit of like you know basic like I can't do this joke comedy. I think the way you turn it around is you do one by some like you do read like a good joke and then you reveal it by it was like Bill Cosby or something. Like at the end, it's like, oh, you guys like that one? That was Bill Cosby. Fuck you. Because uh, <laughs> if you're going to do that, like if you're going to do it, you got to stick with it and you've got to have a good payoff. Because again, that's another thing that big lesson that I've always had to take away is that like, if you're going to have a long lead into something, if you're going to make a big production out of it, it's got to have a really strong payoff at the end or people will lose trust in the rest of your lead-ins, right? It's like, yeah. oh, fuck, where's he going with this? Is he going to finish it, right? Yeah. Um, started writing something and i just completely stopped what was the last thing you said about homeless people oh yeah i think i just wanted to say like what so it sounds like that's very new right what is what is it you're trying to get at there yeah what is what is the it's a premise you said a premise out loud what is funny to you in there yeah it's just you know they are the homeless here are very unpredictable unpredictable but in my experiences i like them more than customers that have rushed me for their drinks or rushed me for their order. It's yeah. Just, You'd rather yeah. deal with the guy jerking off in the bathroom. Cause at least you know what he's doing. Yeah. You know, he went to the bathroom always jerking off when I, this guy orders a drink. I don't know if he's going to fucking yell at me for getting the name wrong or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like what is it? Whenever you write down a premise and it's like, you know, you generally just kind of wrote something down. Just it's like, what is the funny part about this to me? Is it, that it because uh, premises I think it's harder for me to start from a premise right harder to start from a premise than a punchline because of the premise you're trying to find the funny right so find the funny first don't go trying about like writing a joke around it find out whatever you think is funny about it and then try to go from there yeah a lot of the times we start we 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 try to start with punchlines if we haven't already come up with the punchline don't come up with the punchline until you have the premise built out solid if you're starting from a premise yeah the setup's most the most. Yeah. The setup's a problem. The setup, there. and it's you know, it's not storytelling. So you you do have to get a couple of the punchline eventually, but start with the build and get that right first, and then you can figure out the punchline later. But if you if you try to figure out the punchline without figuring out something funny about it first, then you it's going to be directionless, and you're going to have really trouble connecting dots, and then you're going to start making logical leaps, and it's going to be difficult. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's that was my, actually really helpful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all I got. Anyone else got anything? What's up, bro? <laughs> You turn the women straight because you're so effeminate, <laughs> right? Like after dating you, they discover that they actually like men. They they stopped dating women entirely. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I like that. Um, that's really funny. It was along the lines of something I was thinking, um, like, because you're like, oh, I learned compassion, empathy, and really, bisexual women in college get a lot of like love and props they don't get persecuted so um i was thinking something maybe funnier you could say like uh i learned it's not just a phase she learned she actually likes men especially if you go through like them liking you because you look like a lesbian okay yeah, yeah i go think the other way yeah oh, it, i think if you hone in specifically on one bisexual woman you dated in college and you can be like i fucks with the gays specifically bisexual college women and just get a little more specific you could even talk about her and yeah because if you say like yeah I, I i i like that because when you come up with the fucks with the gays thing there's a really long lag and nobody knows if you're going to say something funny right after that 
or not. So use it to just lead into something. Cause it, it sounds like, I, I know that probably gets a good, good reaction sometimes, but try to avoid 50, 50. Cause that sometimes is just going to confuse people and be like, all right, what the fuck did he just say? Because like, you don't immediately come out with a line after that. And so yeah. try to keep that goodwill, especially if that's something with your leading with off the top. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's all the time we got for you. So all right. thanks Jared. Give it up for Marty, everybody. Cool. Uh, let's get Kaiser up here. The clock started. Okay. <laughs> Finished joke. I find bumper stickers very convincing. Sometimes I'll be stuck in traffic. I'll be like, yeah, the back of that car is right. I will coexist. I had been on my way to deliver a scathing indictment of Taoism. But look how the yin-yang is the little s. People who uh, have Christianity bumper stickers always drive exactly like Jesus, who lived 2,000 years ago and had never seen a car. Jesus' friends would be on a boat. He'd be like, no, it's cool. I'm going to walk. Something in progress. Uh, Buddy of mine likes to go camping. He calls it camping. I don't call it camping. I think at the point where you've strapped a studio apartment into the bed of your F-150, you are not camping. You are gentrifying a small part of the woods. It is, it is already too expensive to find a campsite. What's next? I'm going to have to compete with a Starbucks. Right. Uh, premise. Uh, I was driving the other day. I turned right in a parking lot, and the guy behind me thought that I had cut him off, and he was very upset, and he drove up in his big white truck next to me, nothing like my tiny borrowed rental car. See, he's a real man, and I'm a scared little bitch. And so he rolled down his window, and he's gesturing to me because he wants to have a conversation about what a bad driver I am. And I'm just trying to pull forward slightly because, unlike him, I am not a good driver. He's an excellent driver, but I didn't, uh, I didn't have the moral fortitude to accept his feedback. And, uh, so I couldn't see through his truck, and uh, he didn't want to leave, and so I... Uh, eventually just took the risk and I turned left onto the highway without being able to see what was past and and I saw that he had turned right and gone home where I assume that he had pleasure to his wife with his enormous penis uh, and made lots of money at his job. Um, Thank you. (laughs) All right. Uh, See, the coexist sticker bit... um, yeah, it can coexist with your shitty driving or something like that. Like, make it clear they're the piece of shit, right? If you're just talking about the bumper sticker, it's just like you got to paint a picture of who has that bumper sticker on their car and why you're mad at them and like why the why it's the, what's the contrast here of the co because that's what usually it is, right? It's like you see the coexist sticker and you don't even notice it until they do something shitty and then you see the coexist sticker and you're like, fuck you, you know, like extra fuck you for having that on there while you're doing this. Right. Like that's, I, I like, I like the yin yang bit. Like, Oh, like you're making fun of it. Well, but I think there needs to be more of a setup as to why you're angry with this person. You know what I mean? Um, I like the, the gentrification camping bit. Um, uh, say it's, it'd be gentrification, but there was no black people to get rid of in the, when you're camping, <laughs> unless it's like black bears or something. Uh, that's, that's the only thing I would say about that one. Um, I like the idea of the truck story, but I think you just got to be more ridiculous all the way through. I think you're just way too tame with it. I think that, you know, you only get really ridiculous about it towards the end and like your effuse praise for this guy. And like, 
and you got to be praising him while pointing out that he's shitty, right? Like, you know, oh, like your your truck notes are so polished, you know, like that's I can see those from fucking space, you know, or something, you know, like really lay into the fact that like, oh, you think you're cool. And here's why, you know, this is what I would sound like if I was praising you for all these shitty fucking things you are. Right. And but they got to be more big, ridiculous. I heard like, you know, think Gilbert Gottfried, you know, like go big on that one. Yeah. Um, that's what I've got. Anyone got anything? Um, the bumper sticker bit seems like a joke bucket kind of thing of like literally <laughs> just taking taking bumper stickers at their word of like like make America great again. It's like I will. I will yeah. do that today. Thank um and also suggestion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or like conflicting messages of different bumper stickers I think of of like Oh, it's one, like you got coexist and then like a Bernie one. sticker. It's like, well, yeah. which is it? I thought everyone could yeah. fucking be together, you know? Like, yeah. But yeah, it seems like a thing that you could just pull a bunch of things out and just, I'm just going to do everything that the bumper stickers tell me. The better way to live life. Yeah. Than, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. To not have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And then like to take the advice of this person who just cut you off. You know, like that's that's like the ridiculousness of buffer stickers is you only never like I said, you only never notice someone someone does something shitty and then you're supposed to take their advice and like live your life this way. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Uh anyone else? Thank you. All right, fuck you guys later. Uh, <laughs> let's see. All right, next we got uh Sean Rosa. Sean Rosa, let's do it. Thank you, everybody. Um, all right. My childhood priest was actually one of the ones named in Spotlight. Yeah. Anybody else's childhood trauma critically acclaimed? It was real wild watching that movie and hearing his name come up because it actually flashed me back to a memory I had where I was left alone, unsupervised by any other adults in that guy's house. And it was just so frightening to realize how dangerously close I was to being in a movie with Mark Ruffalo. I've been dating a bit on the apps and what have you, and uh, I've noticed that a lot of people on the dating apps are very averse to small talk, don't, don't want to deal with small talk. And I love small talk. It's just like, who, who do you think you are that you're better than a how's your day? You know? Like I love small talk. I think I think skipping small talk and getting to like the more existential stuff immediately. I think that sets a bad precedent that you just can't de-escalate from. And it's just like the longer it just like I feel like it just has to continue up until the point where you're just like, "Honey, I think I found out how we can kill God. Do you want to get dinner, or is that too pedestrian for you?" I, I was I was on Hinge and I matched with a lady and her profile said, skip the small talk, ask me something deep. And I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, hey, what's a, what's a really deep thought that you've had lately? And she was like, uh, I've noticed uh, that the human social network is actually modeled after the mycelium network of fungi. I was like, wow, how'd you, how'd you come up with that? And she was like, 
Uh, I had an epiphany at an EDM concert. Like, you could have just said you were on mushrooms. I don't know why you had to dance around it like that. And then she was like, oh, how about you? What's a, what's a deep thought that you've had? And I was like, I've actually noticed that um, all of human memory is actually like this like Ouroboros loop that has no beginning or end. Like all of our memories are just in this circle that just repeats forever. It's a lot like a, it's a, lot like a bagel. It's all like a poppy seed bagel. I'm on heroin right now. Um, I think technology is very interesting and, and often concerning. Um, you know, I think, I think technology has made everything a lot more accessible. And unfortunately, that means a lot of, all, all, of the, all of the bad stuff is also now, like, incredibly accessible. Like, like, you can order a pizza and have it delivered to you and not even have to close out of your blog of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. It's like, I got pepperoni because you know who doesn't want me to have it. Uh, all right, that's all for me, everybody. <laughs> uh, great stuff, man. You've uh, great delivery, great writing. I like what you I like what you we got going out there. Thank um, you. Do you know who played the priest in Spotlight? Uh, he he was not an actor. It was just his name was mentioned a couple of times, just like when they were going through like oh, the names too of bad. like yeah. Okay, that would have been a good opportunity, but that's that's pretty funny. Uh, that was a great bit. I don't have a lot to add to that. That's pretty. Pretty lean, pretty good punch. Uh, the Mark Ruffalo thing's great. Thank you. Um, the small talk, love that. Uh, how, how are you too good for how's your day? I think this is a great opportunity to express outrage at something mundane. Yeah. You know? And I think you could, this is, this is one where keep adding hats to that hat and like yeah. really express anger there. It's like, who the fuck do you think you are? You know, like over the top anger. Because yeah. of something inconsequential, like you, oh, you don't like small talk, you piece of shit, you know, like, I like, I, I like you, start, and the, the start is great, I think keep going, you Definitely. know what I mean? yeah, thank you. I like That's that a lot. Um, <laughs> this is probably not a line to use, but the first thing when you thought about deep thought, or asked me something deep, I'd said, how deep is your vagina? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there was, and this is an opportunity, this is Another like probably a little dumb thing to throw in there, but you said like, you know, you had why'd you have to dance around it? Because you're at an EDM show. Mm. Yeah, I see why you're dancing around it because you were literally dancing around it. Right. <laughs> it's I don't know. There's probably maybe something there, but maybe not. I don't know. Might be might be something where you've already kind of touched on it, but I don't know. Worth thinking about. Um, I think that's all I got. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say, you know, comedy doesn't have to be true. So find an actor who played one of the priests in that movie, and then find another. And just say that he, that was the priest that you know. Yeah, I like you. I like that idea. And then find another movie that actor was in. Okay. And then maybe you watch that movie and you go into like some sort of like a PTSD, you know, mental yeah. breakdown. Yeah. It'd be great yeah. if it was like a comedy. Or if it was like a he like voiced like a in a Pixar movie. Yeah. And yeah. Like every time you see like fucking like a bee, you're like fuck. <laughs> you know, I I. I you, He's right. Take some liberties. There's a good opportunity there. All right. Yeah. Um, anyone else? Okay, great. Sean Rose, thanks a lot. I like, I like.
All right, we just got two more. Uh, next up, Ruben. Ruben. So uh, next month, you guys hear me okay? Uh, next month, uh, Dolly Parton is going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like, for what? Top heavy metal? Uh, but yeah, she's not really rock and roll. You know, she's America's greatest country trio. That's about it. She's so country, they've actually been wanting to uh, replace all the uh, statues of Robert E. Lee with statues of Dolly Parton. Now, that's a bad idea. Because y'all can imagine some guy just, you know, you know how guys are. They're going to see a Dolly Parton statue. They're going to reach up, try to get to second base. Things are going to fall right on him. It's too top heavy. Like you're going like, to like have a sheriff or a deputy come over. He's like, hey, Jolene. Yeah, this is Sergeant Kenny. Hey, listen, I'm down here at the islands in the stream. You have the Dolly Parton statue. Yeah, it looks like we got another 925. That's right. Dolly toppled on another one. Yeah, we really should, should put some signs up on, up on down here. Caution, falling boulders. Oh, yeah, this poor bastard didn't know what hit him. His face looks like a plate of hash browns at the Waffle House. Smothered and covered. Yeah, I know he needs to send the coroner down here. I can tell you the cause of death. Motorboating accident. That, one, that one's uh, semi-done. Um, and this is one I kind of wrote on the way out here. Um, so I get, like, really bad o OCD, like, when I leave my house in the morning. Like, I'll pull out of the garage. I'll hit the little button, right? I, see, I watch the garage door close, and then I'll be, like, halfway down the road, and I say to myself, I'm pretty sure I closed the garage door. So then you have to turn around, and I got to make sure. I got to see. I got to memorize it. You know what that's like? You, you, you guys been there, right? Like, like you wake up one morning after a really long, drunken night. You know, you're next to some naked girl, right? And you're like, I'm pretty sure I pulled out. I'm almost positive I pulled out. You know, but then nine months later, you know, the phone rings. And it's a bill collector because your bill for P Planned Parenthood is five months past due. Because you're pretty sure you paid it. You know, so that's what I was working on earlier today. Um, I don't think I really have much else. All right, Ruben. Um, pun guy. Big pun guy. Um, puns are all about delivery, is what I wrote down. So, I don't know. How long have you been doing this? Uh, second year live. Okay. Before that, I just wrote a lot. Okay, yeah. So, I don't know. The greats, watch your favorite people, watch the delivery, kind of pick something to go with that feels like slow down the delivery, enunciate, you know, because you're not, the, the, these aren't about like the energy you're bringing or like the weird comparisons you're drawing. You're just, you're doing a lot of references. So really slow it up and lead in and like really enunciate a lot of stuff, yeah. right? Because, you know, it, it, I think it just helps a lot with that specific type of uh, comedy. Um, I said the... Something about this, this, the, the Robert E. Lee statues, it's like, uh, this is only going to ensure that the South will rise again, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, if you're going to do three minutes on Dolly Parton, you better know that everyone 
knows all those fucking references. <laughs> I mean, obviously everyone knows she's got the cans, but you're doing the islands in the stream. You're doing a lot of like Jolene, all this stuff. You know, just keep remember the, the pop culture references are not as ubiquitous necessarily as you think they are. So um, just keep that in mind. That's maybe not going to be a sure thing. I, I, I actually will adjust material like at an open mic just by the crowd. Like if it's yeah. an older crowd, yeah, I, I might pull out some material. Yeah, like yeah. That, so. yeah. Just just one thing. Always be mindful. I it's just a problem I used to have a lot. It's just like I always have to run. Um, I, I like the Planned Parenthood bit. I think I, I see where you're going with it. Um, it's a misdirect, right? Um, I think that if you're going to be ridiculous, do one more ridiculous and even more ridiculous, right? You start very, you know, you forget your, your oven's on your garage. You pull out and forgot to pay the Planned Parenthood bill. Um, and then you're like, oh, not again, or something like that. And then, like, one more, it's like, oh, that body you buried. Like, did it go six feet? Or did you, you know, put all of that? You know, something like that. Yeah. Get more ridiculous. Because, I mean, if you're going to spend all that time, might as well go big. You know? That's my thought. Uh, anyone else have anything for Ruben? This is maybe too big of a note, like, too general. But when you said they were going to replace all of the Robert E. Lee statues with Dolly Parton. I was like really stoked about that idea. And I think you may find a lot of people are like on board with that idea. Yeah. <laughs> so there might be something of like, it may be worth considering depending on how the audience takes that, that mm -hmm. news of like, is there a good version of this? Like, it's like is there a good news? Comedy. Is there, yeah, yeah. like, is there or a just good like news the inflection you put yeah. onto it? Just you know what to expect is like, oh, you did you hear about this? And then based on the reaction, you say, like, well, well, but there's some good sides to it. It's like, yeah, I know, isn't that great? But here's, yeah. a, here's a problem with it, mm -hmm. or you know, just just be ready with whatever wording you're going to need to make that transition. That's a good point. Okay. You do that joke in the Central Valley, <laughs> it's California, gonna go differently than when you do it in Oakland. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, cool. Anyone else? No. All right. Great. Thank you, Ruben. Move your big ass around this All right. So I can work Do on one this. final one. Uh, we're going to bring up Jenny Mullaney. Tonight, you're a star. And I'm a big dipper. Um, I love that Prince has been playing this whole afternoon, evening, whatever we've been doing. Um, okay, I guess I'll start with my, my finished bit. Um, my parents are getting to that age where I'm just so grateful they're still living. 3,000 miles away. Uh, my mom is an alcoholic with borderline personality disorder and four domestic violence arrests. Um, so whenever I'm dating a guy, I, I never bring him home to meet her until I'm absolutely certain I never want to see him again. I don't have kids. I don't know what kind of mom I'd be. But I do know I would do everything differently than the way she did it, starting with having an abortion. Um, and for in progress, um, I've had worsening hip pain for two months. Um, so I went to the chiropractor, and I was like, what's wrong? He's like, well, technically, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, your, your hips have just been overused. Your pelvis is too loose and open because you're a slut. Um, so he's making me wear this like 
fancy device around my hips. Um, I don't remember what it's called. I just call it my chastity belt. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a Contest. I couldn't get past the fart contest. Welcome to LWAFLMOYT with best stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good morning to you here. Good morning to you. In San we Francisco. Are, we are streaming live as in first you could hear it. Here, right now, on mutinyradio.fm. It is the greatest, classiest internet radio station on, um, on you in that website. <laughs> yeah, on, on the internet. So you go to mutinyradio.fm. From there, if you like to find a, a feed to hear live uh, streaming, you can find it there. You can find our podcast archive. And you can hear us right now every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, following a terrific show at noon, what's really happening with Luke's Luke. there, Luke. And uh, we want you to check out Muni Radio. They do live comedy shows on Monday and Fridays. You can check out more information. If you're a comic, you can go down and perform and you get yourself a recording. If you like comedy in, in the Bay Area, if you're in the Mission District, come on down. If you like comedy and you just want to subscribe to the podcast and hear live comedy performed at the station, go to the station. More information, Friday and Monday shows. Uh, Carl, that's not... Oh, sorry, I have studio... Uh, equipment in my hands uh carl you know not only that we are on a youtube channel we uh you are so graciously sync the movies to our podcast we our show is called let's watch a full-length movie on youtube carl i just have to say we're gonna watch a full-length movie on youtube let us with the audience uh and they're gonna listen to the, our podcast and they're gonna watch the movie and they can stream it right now on Mini Radio. They can get our podcast on iTunes, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, that's our acronym, or go to our YouTube channel and watch us on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T channel. I'm done. That's been it. I can't talk anymore. You are slick, you are slick. You called it our prod class. <laughs> I almost like, made it. Come I on, was like, I was sprinting. I could see the finish line. I'm like, this is it. I could get it's like you're in the, the middle of a now. sentence, and I see you thinking, how am I going to end this sentence? You're not supposed to look at my face and go, that's what he's thinking. Yeah, no, it's true. I was floundering. Anyway, we are going to watch a full length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie this week? Uh, we will watch King Frat. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. King Frat, F-R-A-T. It's 1979. Now, this is hard to find on U YouTube. It's best to go to Cinevision Global, the channel, Cinevision, one word, global, 
the second word and then find or put in King Frat parentheses 1979 end parentheses. Okay, that's the best way to do it. King Frat. It's going to take, it took me 18. Like it was the 18th suggestion when I typed in King. Yeah, it's a deep, it's a deep cut. It is hard to find. Uh, Once again, go to Cinevision channel, Cinevision Global, and search for King Frat parentheses 1979. C-I-N-E-Vision. And then uh, also make sure not to click the green preview only. This is a weird YouTube shit. Cinevision Global has the full-length version. Thank you so much, Cinevision Global. So, yeah, go ahead. Find uh, King Frat 1979, Cinevision Global. Take your time. Find it. Click the link. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. And when we hear go, we're all going to click play at the same time. And we're going to hear go from a celebrity comedian because we are really excited to kick the show off, give you a chance to get yourself ready and listen to a really exciting celebrity comedian on this week's Celebrity Comedian Countdown with Carl. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Roro and Welcome, Roro. Very good to see you. Thank you for being on. Appreciate you doing our countdown. Now, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to start with Scotty's. Now, you took the class at Scotty's, the comedy class, and you have blossomed into a full-time comedian, right? I mean, you're out there working. Tell me about your experience with the class, what it was like kicking off your little career here. Yes, well, um, it was actually a birthday gift to myself. Uh-huh. So- um, I actually work near there and I kept seeing the sign and it just intrigued me and I jumped in. I was 44 when I started. Uh-huh. So, um, I called and they were so welcoming, of course. And, uh, yeah, it was June 26, of ni- oh, 19. Yeah, no, uh, 2000, <laughs> 2019. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome ever since. Yeah. Now you've got a great routine. Uh, and it focuses around your family and how that they're, they were both born in Italy. You have things to say about your mom and dad. I mean, wh- why do you go there? Just because there's so much material? That's what's going on in your life? Uh, growing up, uh, Italian, 100% Italian, or even just coming from an immigrant home, you know? I'm first generation here, so... It was definitely not a quiet atmosphere. Um, And there was always something going on. And we had cousins and cousins. And I really realized that we were special because my friends here in America, they didn't have cousins like us. So, um, but anyway, when I did start writing comedy and doing certain things, I just started being genuine and speaking Mm -hmm. about things with my dad or my mom or my family. So... You know what? I guess being authentic and then having family, you know, issues or whatever comes out or growing up a certain way um, has been my my definite course. But I, I do other things too. But that's my main. Uh, you my do main. Uh, you do do other things, but that's <laughs> the center of your act, you know. Yeah. And yeah. you've got lots to say about yeah. mom and dieting associated with mom and manja manja. And yeah. you're, yeah, and also um, your mom loves your brother. 
loves the brother. That's a big part of it. <laughs> the saint, right? It's a, I always say it's like Jesus walking through the door. I mean, and it's this like love for their son, the moms and their sons, you know. But yeah. I just remember going like, hey, this is a little different, you know. And as, <laughs> even now, I'm like, oh, my God. But it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> now, one of the things that your career led you to was doing these uh, – What's the word? There's segments about pizza places. Now, there's a Facebook group you have, Jersey yes. Pizza Joints. Or it's not your group, right? You were no. asked. So there's like yeah. over 50,000 people. Yeah, it's a Facebook group. Uh, Guy Madsen actually started it. And um, I was asked to be one of the moderators, um, which was just awesome. And I'm so happy to be part of that. Um, and they really do. You know what? They started it in uh, 2020, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But really to spotlight, you know, local businesses and help them even through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and I started doing videos. I, I actually called it uh, the why behind the pie with Roro. Ro. Right, right. It, instead of eating there, um, I really went after the stories for the owners because when you're going into these places there's actually there's families there that are surviving and and their employees and everybody so really to to really come together with community and spotlight pizza who doesn't like that you know yeah, who doesn't like pizza especially <laughs> being from new jersey right <laughs> yes absolutely now you always have opportunities because people see you perform and they have things to offer you like other shows or like appearing in a pilot. You were nice enough to appear in Life's Laugh Lessons. Now, you were a nurse in it because it was all about COVID. You were administrating a COVID test. But I bought you a nurse's outfit. Tell us yeah. why you didn't wear that and brought your own outfit. <laughs> Love you, Paul. I, and I was so, I appreciate you even asking me. Um, and I jumped into that. And I met so many great people, even in that little spot. I mean, just great people. Uh, but yeah, I actually said no to that costume because, I mean, honestly, I actually went to nursing school. So it was a little too gimmicky. And <laughs> it was I, don't a costume. Wear, I don't wear baggy things like that. I'll be very, very honest. I am into the form fitting things. Um, but then I did genuinely go and get real deal uh, nursing uh, scrubs. So, um, but I hope now, you sent me a photo, right? And I said, what is she talking about? It looks very tight. It looks fine. No, no. I, yeah, I felt like it was it was just too big for me. No, I, I mean, you, you like bunched it up and pulled it tight. So in the <laughs> picture, I yeah. was like, what is she complaining about? You did meet a lot of people on that shoot, on the different times we did the shoot, including you came and was, uh, you and your daughter were an audience member, and you got to know Jeff Norris a little bit. Yes, yes, Jeff is great. I saw him at a, a, a show, I think right before that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. is hilarious and talented, and definitely, Jeff is, uh, Jeff is great. And I yeah. just did a show him at Scotty's, actually, uh, maybe like a month ago or so. so yeah, great. he's become a good friend. And, uh, we, yeah, I was just with him at Scotty's, too, um, a different night. You know, it was a very cold crowd that night, but not for <laughs> him. He got up there and just... Yeah. Okay, so I want to know how people can find you out there on the Internet, on social media. Now, we know about the Jersey Pizza Joint's Facebook group, yes. but I'm sure that you've got 
what you got YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Tell us about it. I do, I do. So on uh, Facebook, it's Roro Antonuccio. But if you just do Roro and then A N T O N, like Anton, it'll come up. <laughs> um, and then for Instagram, it's Rosa Bella, which is my daughter's name, 38, number 38. Okay. That's on Instagram and YouTube is Roro Comedy. Roro um, Comedy. Yes. So for people at home, Antonuccio, it is the word, the name Anton. U-C-C-I-O, U-C-C-I-O, Roro Antonuccio, Roro Antonuccio. Now, Roro Antonuccio, it is time for everybody at home. They are poised to watch this movie with us on YouTube. They got to press play at the exact same moment as we do here in the studio. So why don't you take it away and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, are you guys ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. Mad Magazine, it said? No, Mad Makers. Welcome to Yellow Stream University, Carl. Why would it be named Yellow Stream? Oh, uh, we'll find out. We I sure will. We sure will. So this is college music playing. Uh, in the background, uh, collegiate wait, times. Wait. Oh, what? Oh, you want the music going? All right. And oh, here... okay. The theme song is coming. Oh, okay. But right now, a uh, 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 hearse, right? Yeah, that is a hearse filled with frat, frat brothers. You know, I I remember when uh, I asked you if you wanted a hearse donut. And you said, yeah. And I'm like, well, Jesus, that's two counties from here. I would have to drive over to Union County to get a Hearst Donut. Don't you want a Duncan? Oh, here's the song. He's 42 years old. The driver is 42 years old. Grossed out is 42 years old? In real life as an actor. Now, they just threw beer on the rival fraternity. Oh, man, this is really cool. I, I love these movies. Back in 1978, I was so into the crazy frat party movies. Were now, there any more than was yes. it just frat? In 1978, there was Animal House. <laughs> <laughs> and this was born from that. There were some Canadian investors and they found American producers who are willing to make a quick buck on, you know. I mean, if you see the poster for this, you know what you're getting. Look at that. This movie is horrible. I'm well, pretending falling over. No, here's the thing. Like, how is Gross Out driving? Yeah. The, the guy who's driving, his name is Gross Out. He's our hero, if you can call him that. How is he driving with his feet off the pedals? His ass out the window on the well, driver's side. Woolworths, yeah. They closed shortly after this movie. Yeah, because of the publicity. Yeah. Hey, oh, look, friend. females. It's a sorority. Oh, can't wait to stick our asses out of our hearse, right? Uh, what does it mean, hey, for Q2? Hey, for Q2. What does it mean? You saw the plate? Yeah, I know. I, I don't know, but it's used later to identify. There's going to be two hearses in later in this film. Look at this. How can you drive like this? Right. How can Who's you drive ready? like this? Right. There's no acceleration. There's no braking. You can go straight. 
Right. Like, you know, you got to watch out for like birds and insects. Sometimes when you stick your ass out the window, you don't, let's say the car in front of you throws their cigarette butt out the window. Yeah. It's going to fall in your crevice. Writer Mark Jackson. That is not the truth. The guy's name is, is Alan Smithy. Ron Kurz. Ron Kurz. He wrote Friday the 13th, part two and three and Friday the 13th final chapter. It sounds to me like he knew, knew somebody. Well, I think he was good at writing Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. But speaking of like weird Elm Street shit, this neighborhood is nothing but sorority girls walking home. Don't they have cars? They pass by six sorority girls. Well, they're granted forward jogging. All right. Hey, he's number one. Now, this is the dean of the school, and they fart on him. You're hearing a fart right now. And boy, Gross Out did not wipe his ass. Now look what happens to Dean. Oh no, the stream is down. He has a yellow jacket and his number is one on there. You think There's going to have to be another Dean. Oh, the Daily Croc. I got to remind me to, to renew my subscription. I'm sorry, it said president of the university. I guess he's currently the Dean. No. Becomes well, the- here's the Dean right now, Dean Vermer. This guy is going to replace the guy who just died. And of course, they're complaining about the frat. We've seen this movie before in 1978. You know, I had a friend who said he wasn't going to get vaccinated, but he was going to take a dewormer. And I'm like, really? From Animal House? Dean Wormer? <laughs> I have some bad news. He passed away years ago. Oh, yeah. They fragged him in Nam. <laughs> no, that was that other guy. Uh, the, the guy uh, Twisted Sister. Port. No, the guy. It was. It was a callback from another movie they did. We shouldn't have fragged uh, Sergeant Weiner. Okay, never mind. It was another John Landis movie. This guy does a good Dean Wormer. Yeah, and it was a callback. One of the five calf kids get in my way. <laughs> Nothing's gonna stop me. See, he, he didn't appreciate the old dean's uh, uh, methods of discipline because he had none. Is this shot in Canada on Fraternity Row? No, this is all Florida, Miami, uh, Coral Gables, and the University of Florida in Gainesville. That's why it's a blowing wind. Oh, you hate that. You hate, I hate that. that. Look at the trees are so distracting. Every exterior shot in Florida. Yeah, I I wouldn't I didn't notice how distracting they were until you told me. Then I got Look distracted. At them. Russell, Russell. I have no, I have no idea what Splash is saying. Because of the Russell. His name is Splash, because right, he pees in a bucket. Yeah, I don't have him as an actor. Why not? I don't have a splash. Huh. All right, ready to go. Now there's Chief Latrine, and he's white, but he's playing a Native American, and he's doing a horribly racist accent. I don't know. It's 1979, so it's like if you didn't know anything, it was still okay to be ignorant because it didn't matter. You'd never be around. You're not going to be sensitive to people you don't even know. I appreciate today for its brain. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to have this. And so that guy, that's is that Fred? No. The, the guy with the mustache. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. Now, one thing I like about uh, Gross Out is his Howard the Duck, his yellow Howard the Duck t-shirt. These guys are cool. Poker guys. Catching beers. 
They'll do great catches here. Look how he shook it up. I know. Now farting, which is not funny. What, they're playing five cards? Now, what's going on here? Like, is there a monster? <laughs> is that oil? Is someone peeing in their pants? Why did they go under the table like that? I don't know. I don't know. Now, this director was no slouch. Did he do uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2? He did Meatballs 2. Oh, wow. All right. He did Return of the Living Dead 2. Ooh, kinky. Um, he did Dark Tower, which is not good, but it was a Hollywood film. It was what, the a, recent one from the 2000s and 10s? I assume, yes. I'm just I saw that. That was a, a, I was all right. It was a miss. It was this, a miss. So I have to say, Gross Out walks into this room and he goes, uh, Hey, jerk offs, you want a beer? <laughs> <laughs> so that's now you saw how they oh, were. Here, look, look, look. Splash, 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 splash. Now, he is in the rival frat hired as a cleanup boy. And so he just peed into the bucket he's going to use to wipe their floors. He's in uh, the other frat. Our frat. He's in the other frat, the bad guy enemy frat. Look at that one. Wow. Make a statue of it. Ew. Let's degrade you so that the film hates us, so that because we're going to be the ones who get it in the end. Oh, right. Oh, I Let's remember that. Degrade you so we deserve what you do to us because we're jerks. Okay. This is totally disgusting. Uh, people at home don't watch. He's cooking okay. and there'll be like boogers and spit, all sorts of inappropriate. This is how this doesn't this look like a oh I, I guess that we should talk off air but we had a friend a mutual friend that had a, a kitchen that was a lot like this. Uh, was it? Did they live on Forest Street? Were they a professor at the college? <laughs> <laughs> was fish burgers? Was it a location often for fish burgers? Oh well, uh, no, no. You took a picture of Sit on a creepy chair at its table and go. Things to make you go do. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, so whose house? I don't. If it wasn't ours, I'll tell you later. Look, no, I want to watch the comedy. What? I'm trying to watch the comedy here. Oh, that's that's Fred right there in the window. That is Fred. That's it's, Fred. Okay. That's Fred. Fred. Fred is. Um, he was in Super Vixens. Mrs. Oh, wow. Hollywood man, there's nothing going on there. The I like that the Wild Stallion. It's the films you've never heard of. Man, this movie is disgusting. I, yeah. I, I would definitely like, I'm not even watching it. Now, Mike, you know that I watch these movies four times, three times. Yes, four times, three times. But this time I've watched this it. Time? I watched it once, and right One now time. we're watching it. I, I just it's so disgusting. I refuse, and it's 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 offensive and it's ignorant. Okay, right now he's explaining uh, how the school got its name. You want to tell yellow, us more? Yellow Stream. Yeah. Well, all right. So you know what? Like uh, his uh, community neighborhood. Neighborhood. Pride. Yeah. 
he was hanging out and then no, uh, they owned oh they owned stream white stream no they stream. The there once upon a time the native americans lived in clear stream and then the white man came in he's saying this is according to uh what's his name chief latrine chief latrine it was oh, latrine that's interesting you used to say latrine chief latrine because his uh ancestors right in the stream that went down to the white people yeah. and that's why they called the town yellow stream because the white people kicked him out so that's oh yeah they kicked him out so yeah right so they, it was, so they it went was upstream event. and right. they just they wouldn't they didn't have toilets they well peed. they, they, didn't they have did for, well it had a place for number two but then when they went to when it went to number one they all just peed down the river now this is an offensive fake Indian dance from fake, you know, tribe. He was the one guy I didn't ID IMDB in my life. I went, yeah, I don't need. Uh, you okay, know. now Splash has come home from being a janitor with a present. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I got to tell you, Animal House. When I saw it, I saw it as a young boy on ABC television on Sunday night. And really? it was edited. Oh, heavily censored? Must have been. For, yeah, for television. Mike, so then, Mike, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yes. He's reading in the newspaper now a story. Farting contest. Oh, so he's got to tell the boys. Big farting contest. So that alpha dong, right? So when I actually saw Animal House... The first scene, there's like a dildo in uh, like Otto's room or, or uh, uh, one of the guy Badger's. Otter, room. Otter. Yeah, like one of the big wigs of the in his room. He had a, a dildo, and in this movie, they have a double-headed mm -hmm. dildo. Like they went twice. They're twice as funny. I think so, this might have been a literal, like scene for scene, not not literal, but definitely a scene for scene ripoff. It's not scene for scene, like element and element. Like they're watching the girls' panty raid, just like in Revenge of the Nerds, and which is creepy. They got it. They filmed it, yeah. and then they watch it. So this is where they go. We got to do it. Yeah, this is where we're learning that we need to have a. Guess what, Mike? There wasn't a script. I'm not kidding. There was not a script. They so had a that... the general idea of where they needed to go, and that included a farting contest. Oh, they didn't script the farting contest? Well, they must have, right? If a guy's up there going, blah, blah, blah. But this film had no script as they shot the whole thing. Yeah. It was like fish burgers. I was like, okay, go over here. Now, here's what you say, right? It was like that. You know, this movie does remind me of the public access TV show uh, we did, which you produced uh, in 89 to 91, 92. Fish burgers on public access uh TV 28, was it? TV 32. And TV for 32. a time, we were on TV 3, which was the best, because you were flipping between channels 2 and 4. Right. And then, boom, fish burgers. Thicker. Yeah. So if we were doing something like peeing off the roof or a throw-ups, you know, if we were doing something gross that would catch your eye, you know, Mike in a dress, pick me, whatever that was. Like, that's what we're going. Remember, I showed my dad's. Split, uh, toe yeah, right toe. I remember that. Yeah, that was graphic. On her knee. It was all for the flipping. Yeah, I remember you had like I'm peeing off the roof. <laughs> I uh, hung yeah. up on my mother live. 
we threw eggs at City uh, Hall. Aha, you're admitting that, Mike. You're usually too scared to admit that. The truth is, folks, we did everything to do it, and then we got, went to the wall by the Chestnut Street ice skating rink, and we yeah, threw it and, there because it kind of right. looked right. Right, then we edited it, oh, Carl edited it, so it looked like we actually did. Hit we are hall. not so dumb as to actually egg Town Hall. And, town Hall, Town Hall. Yeah, town, Montclair Town Hall, right? Yeah, right. And, oh, check it out. Check out the dead guy. He's breathing throughout the... <gasps> breathe in, breathe out. Twitch twitch your pinky, twitch, twitch your eye. Look, he's breathing. Back in the 70s, they used to have a air filter, a pump. And that they would put it in the court. That way it appeared like their chest was heaving. Oh, he had a pump, a yellow stream pump. Okay, so they're, they've got the idea that what they're going to do is, and they're sort of crying over it because they're wasting pot. They are going to burn pot into the vents, into the HVAC system. And then the congregation will get stoned as they're at this funeral. The, the congregation that includes a child and a grandma. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I think it's actually hash. It looks like it's the, under the foil is a big block of hash or pot brownie. That looks like hash, man. Yeah. It's funny. You know, hash just wasn't available to us when we were, right? Well, yeah. But we didn't have butanes and we didn't have that much <laughs> amount of weed anyway. <laughs> Oh, maybe. I mean, crack got a butane. When we were kids, we didn't have hash. There, It just didn't exist, right? I mean, if you went, I went to Germany. You knew what it was. You put it under a cup, right? right? So when I went to Germany, that's so wait, well, how do you do it? So, how, so when you went to Germany, how did you smoke gas? You put it under a cup and you went. Yeah. You, you don't know. I don't have a, it would usually be a clear glass so that you could see what was going on. So you would light it, and then as soon as it started to smoke, like a, like incense or something, you would cap it with the glass, and when that thing filled all the way up with smoke and you couldn't see through it anymore, you would lean down onto the table and you just tilt it up and wow, that's cool. it all in. Well, I, I know of two ways. One is you get a giant brick and foil and you go to a ventilation uh, duct and you take out a butane lighter, and you just torch it so it goes into ventilation. I saw it in Up in Smoke, and uh -huh. I'm King Frat. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, you take hash, and you would mix it with tobacco. You, you would burn it just enough so it crumbly, and then you would take, like, a uh, cigarette. cigarette? I didn't know that. And you would mix so it with tobacco. The audience is starting to giggle because they're starting to get high is the joke. And then... Uh, the dean on stage, or maybe he's president, is getting super pissed because he doesn't, he's not getting stoned. He thinks they're laughing. Oh, he's, he's, he's angry at the corpse, the breathing corpse. Well, he started out by saying there's good, there's a new sheriff in town and I'm going to be a much more strict president or dean, whatever he is. And then they all started laughing and that's when he started freaking out. So maybe he is under the influence too, right? Yeah, I think he's having like a, a scream therapy. Look, the kid's high. Not since uh, Harold and Kumar 3 that a kid takes so many drugs. I just saw a, a show on on uh, Netflix, and it was um, The Woman Next Door, Through the Window Next Door, something like that. Oh, I saw the other movie, The Lady in the Window. Right. Yeah. 
this one was like a series, a one season series. And did you sure. even see it? Should it's I spoil it? Show? Yeah, spoil it. Listen, if you're going to stream this show, don't listen for right now. Okay. In the end, the killer is this eight year old little girl. Can you believe they did that? You had to watch 12 episodes to get to an eight year old little girl. How, yeah. 23, right. to a whole season, 23 episodes. I don't oh, think man. So. I think you're right. It was more like 13 episodes. That's okay, so wow. The dean rolled right into the hearse, right? Yeah. Okay, now this is the new guy, Tommy, you had said, right? Here's yeah, Tommy. right. He's in the black yellow cab. And basically, we're going to have uh, the parents are sh freaked out scene. Look, that guy's pretending to be a valet. No, he's a, he's a taxi guy, you know. Yeah, yeah right. he opened the door for them. <laughs> well, no, he had luggage in the trunk. He was getting it out. It's pronounced Lugage. You should know that from Tuesdays. LugageTuesdays.com? I just want to erase this guy from the film. The, it's so... Yeah. I would have figured by Native American stuff because they got a raw deal. <laughs> and... And plus, like, there's no chemistry in between these guys anyway. It's no. like I, there's more chemistry in my Trapper Keeper high school folder. You know? <laughs> like, there's like they're not even talking about anything. But now he's like a wise guy. He's he's cute. He needs a boyfriend fast. Like, just they need to just get him. Like, uh... which one is he? They sell him as a genius. He does all the money and finances, and he works out calculations. And he's also the head of the. So right now he's razzling and dazzling them with bullshit. You know, he's right. He's Groucho. He's Groucho Marx. And he's also going to extract from them $500 because there's an entry fee into the farting contest that nobody can afford. <clears throat> oh, wow. It's a pay to play farting contest. Listen, Carl, I don't want to sound like a snob, you know, in the <laughs> open mic farting contest. Uh -huh. But uh, I do not pay, uh, you know, they Look pay the me to un fart. This unfunny gig and you would pay it to get ahead listen i'll say i've been a stand-up comic open my stand-up comic for two de plus decades i think i know a little bit about farting on stage all right <laughs> no this film shouldn't have been made it was really quite horrible well you know you take a good look at the the graphics for the poster and of course the inevitable dv the vhs box right and it exists in a world of video stores back in the 80s when they had physical media and they didn't have chain stores but they would have stores and they would have shelves and mm -hmm. all the great movies are on, let's say on the top shelf or maybe on the <laughs> second the top or <laughs> eye level and then maybe you know Underneath eye level, there's some other movies, but there's always going to be a bottom shelf, right? Yeah, shin level, toe level. level. You're going to miss it, and you're going to miss King Frat. This right. looks like one of those videos, like you're at a gas station, and it just happens to be on sale for $2. Listen, audience, if you skip King Frat, if a person was to skip King Frat and die, it'd be fine. That's fine. Yeah. And listen, right. you at home, if you would like to, you know, come on back next week. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> This film Come on back next week. Horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. This movie is, uh, I don't yeah, know. We're not it, wrapping up our podcast, but I just want to say to some of the listeners, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, right. We're getting to the fart contest. Oh, here comes this, the blow-up doll. Yeah, that's his girlfriend of today. Griselda. 
But this guy, all right, so I don't know if that's right. Oh, so he's freaking right now. That's P-H-R-E-A-K-I-N-G, not F-R-E-A-K-E-I-N-G. Yeah, he's, you know, yeah, I read about it in 2600 magazine, not Atari 2600 <laughs> magazine. It was phone freak, uh, P-H-O-N-E, P-H-R-E-A. Hey. Now, gross out is so nice as to lend his girlfriend to the Tommy, the new guy. Griselda. Yes, Griselda, that's right. Wow, they got a lot of authentic graffiti here in the bathroom. He's 42? JJ goes out? The internet says both 40 and 42 at the time of this filming. Now, he looks young enough. Now, he would go on to do... Um, his big thing was um, batteries not included. Maybe you've heard of that. Right, that was the one where little tiny aliens flew into a window. Okay. It's, oh, are you talking about, um, I'm sorry, Carl, are you talking about batteries not included or asterisk, <laughs> lowercase b, batteries, yeah. lowercase asterisk. M. Yeah, why, what's yeah. that? Well, it was, the movie title was actually asterisk and then yeah, all, yeah, low, yeah. Okay. all lowercase. Uh, well, batteries anyway, not included. He, he made it onto ER once. He was on Baywatch once. Uh, Did he play the guy on the in the hospital bed in the ER? Right, that kind of thing. Here he is, an outrageous fortune as police lieutenant. I uh, can't believe it. That's he was Nidler. Yeah, that was a good film. I thought I liked that film. Yeah, sure. I like he any was film on Night on Court him. once. He was on, you know, the Golden Girls once. He's that kind of an actor. He was around. Right. Oh, no admission. Oh, $30 admission to get in the green room. Oh, so I teach a, a fart com uh, comedy co uh, college. Oh, where really? it's all of, Yeah, it's all about farting on stage. It's great. I, I once took a stand-up farting course. Um, oh, you did? How yeah. was it? It was okay, but it was really all about a bringer show. That's what they wanted. They wanted to be to bring the most grossest people to item minimum. minimum and we we blew our brains out. We farted you know, our brains. That's out. like the worst bringer show. Can you want to come to my fart show? Okay, <laughs> see my fart show. Oh, it's not just me farting on stage. There'll be other people, women too. Masks are mandatory because it stings. Man, this is such a pre-COVID day uh, movie. The <laughs> fart competition. You would not have that ever, ever again. Well, I mean, yeah, like you wouldn't have it in the real world either, and. You wouldn't go drive over to New York and park your car and go see the fart uh, forty an hour, 40 minutes worth of entertainment? It is disgusting. Okay, so Chief Latrine has a secret weapon. One sip of this stuff and, you know, you'll have... You'll shit your pants. Fart. That's not allowed in the contest. It's called making mud or... Drunk oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I just... I just hit agree and sign. I didn't even read the fine print of the contest. <laughs> the farting contest. Yeah, this you're not movie... allowed to pitch mud or something like that. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, there are good movies and there's bad movies and there's good, bad movies and there's bad, bad movies and there's good, bad, bad movies. Uh, uh, force me to drink. Right, and they're hardly forcing him. So I gotta force it down my throat. I just had to go. Uh oh, careful, Hiroshima, Hiroshima, Hiroshima. <laughs> right, right into between her legs. Look out! There's another joke coming. 
He's gonna have, what? He's gonna fart again? Oh, yeah, that's a joke. He burped. Yeah. Right. Just and then okay, now, sitcom swipe. They pull up to these two young ladies and invite them out. And guess what? They the ladies say yes. Why? Why? It's not right. believable. They farted on them yesterday. Now there's no script. They said, okay, I want you to come around the corner. I want you to come up and lean out. Okay, let's do it again. Lean out further this time. Yeah, lean out further this time. You Slow, walk more... along. I want you to drive as slow as possible. Do you think they, they have a, some a crane attached in front of the car, pulling the car? I, good. <laughs> no, that's somebody's foot on the pedal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Here's Wong's Chinese. Laundry wash while you eat. Fart, fart, fart. Now here, Carl, I have seen this movie up to the farts cut it. Look at this guy right. pour soy sauce in his soup. That was a hefty amount. <laughs> and there's uh, Sally Struthers is one of the ladies in the foreground. Oh, yeah. Well, she was on break. She heard there was like a free... Listen, we'll give you a meal, and you can go right back to the set of All in the Family. <laughs> oh. Rose House eating? Gross. It is gross. Look, he's got a fish. So this is just the Belushi cafeteria scene at nauseum. That's what I mean. Like, it isn't scene for scene, but it's... I think Revenge of the Nerds came out after this, right? It must have. It was an 80s thing, right? No, 80s. Yeah, absolutely. It was an 80s okay. thing. This, so is, that this is 70s. In which they were watching the videos of the girls, or it was film, wasn't a ripoff of that. But, yeah, they just... Whatever happened in Animal House, they... they took a bunch of that stuff. They didn't drive a hearse, what was a, a Cadillac, and they turned it into the, at the parade at the end. It was like a deathmobile or something. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, uh, King Frat. That was a good movie. Look at you. Oh, yeah, I was a... I don't know if Animal House still holds up. It does. It has some gravitas to it, I guess. Animal House definitely holds up. Do you remember Donald Sutherland's performance and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the um, Amadeus guy with the the um, you know with the the devils on his you know, angel on his that thing holds up. That thing is Bluto smashes a guitar and then he apologizes like it was a gut reaction. Good help it. Good help it. Look, this is so. Not only are they doing laundry at the Chinese restaurant. But they have duck hanging upside down. Now, like here, if it was a butcher shop, a Chinese butcher shop. Right now, I and they're rubber ducks, clearly, right? Rubber chickens. Rubber chickens. Now, I feel like telling you this is the grossest scene in the movie. But how can you say that with this kind of movie? He is now going to gag to regurgitate, right? And he's teaching them how to make more room for beer. These are frat tricks. It's so disgusting. Ew, that's so toxic on so many different levels. Yeah, and then the guy starts cooking with it. Is that funny? I think it's just gross. Well, I mean, they pantomimed the whole thing, Carl. So in real life, it wasn't puke. It wasn't stage puke. But no, okay. this is disgusting. Yes, Mike, yes. And in real Looking life, they're right not back. really having sex. They're not really doing drugs. I know, but it's still the topic and theme. Now, look, he's going to try. Oh, I can't do it. Listen, this whole idea of, like, purging yourself like this before to keep drinking. Vomitorium. Vomitorium. Oh, I guess so, right? They're frat. There, there was a period, you know about that, there was a period in Rome, you know, like 40 years or whatever, in which it was customary <laughs> to... They called it the stink age. 
the 40 the 40 years is fucking vomit <laughs> so you would be like a rich person and you would have a banquet or visit a friend's banquet right and then like you're i'm stuffed i'm stuffed so you would go excavate and then you would come back empty oh god i can't watch this movie now look he, him. he stuck his finger in there you're learning frat brother but look how like I'm acting. I can't believe you did that. Sally Struthers. Sally I'm, Struthers. Who's Sally talking to? Is she an extra or is she on the table? She's an extra. Who just happens to be front and center. Look how she acts. They said, yeah. go. You pretend you're having a conversation. Oh, this must be the milk from the Chinese restaurant. Uh, they're going to use this to look like he's foaming at the mouth. They're trying to get out of a ticket. Uh, a um, they're trying to get out of it. The bill. What is that? Is that coffee creamer? Yeah, I think. Okay. Do you see the passed out woman? Watch out, Sally Struthers! Hey, I'm trying to. Act. I see the guy who's having soup. Not only is he still having soup, but he's looking at the script notes. Yeah. The there's no script, Mike. There's no script. Did you see how he's the spoon the... flipped? Yeah. I guarantee you that is why. That was the take. That is why we were watching that because they didn't plan that or rehearse anything. Use the one with the spoon flip. The guy reading the actual script just started pouring a beer after that, right? Like, oh, I'm faking, uh, I don't know, rabies, epilepsy, so they get a jig and uh, guys like, yeah, whatever. Beer's getting. I don't know what to tell you because there was a writer. There were actually two writers, and they all, meanwhile, all over the internet. Because lots of film reviews of this piece of crap, lots of them, they all were saying um, no script while they shot. Look, it says last annual fart contest. No, first, first. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so funny. Last annual fart contest. Whoa, that was a mistake. That was funny because there was a, he's wearing a Howard the Duck Marvel Properties t-shirt. Throughout the whole thing, he will wear that. And, you know, he was slovenly Howard. Like, Howard was a patron saint of, like, what guys think is, you know, like, shaggy chic. Like, this kind of, like, oh, slovenly slob. Shevelled jacket. Yeah, the shevelled jacket, red tie, elusive. You got your hat, but the hat's all beat up. You have a stogie. You got a duck bill. Hey, guys. Hey, sorry, I'm like... I just flew in from uh, Florida. Boy, is my ass tired from farting. Oh, all right. That reminds me hey, of South on. Park, uh, those two who fart. Oh, Terrence and uh, Philip. Canadian, right? They're yeah, Canadian. right. Okay, yeah. Oh, someone thought of these jokes already. Hey, hey it's girlfriend. Stinky Tuscadero. Just yeah, up on her bike. Stinky Tuscadero. That's perfect. <laughs> that is so much better. Now, that's his old girlfriend from high school, and he doesn't doesn't dislike her, but doesn't want to date her or anything. Wait, oh, well, high school in 1952? Uh, well, let's see. This is 79. Let's see. He's 44. So, no, no, he's not. He would be 21, 22. You graduate college at 22, I guess, right? So it's this four is... years earlier. He gra- they, he so graduated. if it was 22 and he's 42, so it's 20 years earlier. So it was 1958. Hey, I'm a tough farting girl. Well, then, but he gets like, I miss you. How have you been? 
It's. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to beat you in this. Yeah, but the other guy's sniffing her. Yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah. Well, again, like it's according to the script. That's what you're supposed to do. There was no script. This is so like. See how fish burgers. This is so so fish burgers. <laughs> that strangle Jeremy strangle him after he touches you like that. I really want to know the answer, but there isn't like people who made this film aren't talking on the internet. There's lots of articles about. I mean, there's a few people who talked. Very few. Uh, let me tell you. Oh, I have it right here. They said fart, 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 <laughs> fart, fart, super fart. Okay, here's the keyboard player. Well, maybe I should tell his story when we get there. Well, you, uh, what's you your took over the farting part. I worked on King Frat as a production assistant for five weeks at $250 a week, good money in 79. I also appear in the opening credits, mooning people, the bathtub scene, and menacingly wielding baseball bats in Frat in the initiation scene. We just, oh, right. We just saw that guy. This was I the first film I worked on. Oh, good for him. The opening university film scene was filmed in Gainesville, but a majority of the film was filmed on a sound stage. I guess in Miami, he didn't mention that, but. Right. This guy's a good host. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Yeah, when that's the best thing about your movie, that's pretty pathetic. Now look, he's got the fart meter or whatever there. Oh my God, we gotta watch. I watched this film one time. Listen, I just wanna say I thank you this, yeah. to many of you for listening. And I understand you're leaving. <laughs> and we'll we're, see we're on every week. Yeah, next week we got a different Radio. movie. Got it. Uh, Bam, Bam Benjamin. Oh, well, that was so clever wordplay. I have some. I have an anagram of the title, King Frat. Are you ready? Yeah. An anagram is when you take the letters and you rearrange them to make a new phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, King Fart. <laughs> but you just eliminated the R. No, I took frat. Look at how inappropriate this is. She's a nice, she is a nice, she's just a model who wanted a gig. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you wouldn't you know. really be in this contest. Well, if wow, you were pro you if, you, if you were producing a fart contest, you do want to kind of get some ringers in there. Yeah, a little ass it's, candy. It is an entertainment show. It's not, it's not really a contest, Carl. Okay. Guinness Book of World Records is it outside taking notes. This is a page two drink minimum show. It's just like every other show. It says you had to pay a $30 admission fee to get on stage. Oh, why are we seeing this? It's a good uh, analogy to open fart. Open fart open comedy. Bite. So this movie came out in 79, and his T-shirt says 79. I can smell it. You think that's a coincidence? or? Oh, they didn't like his... Uh. 79 fart. Why, why did I drive from the suburbs and see a fart show? Now, I didn't see movie shots next door. <clears throat> oh, this is Stinky. She's known, Stinky Tuscadero, she's known for her farts. Whoa, look at the phenomenon. Oh, no, she blew up the fartometer. He could know, he goes to the phenomenon. <laughs> did you see him like as if his hand got a little burnt from the heat on it did you see oh, him yeah. he jerked back his hand like <laughs> he's a professional this is not his first fart rodeo okay now 
a dog drinks all of okay he he's got to make the fart stuff magic fart juice yeah he's got to make it fresh or it's not potent so i don't think he drank it i think he's up there alone i i only saw this film once so i forget uh no he doesn't drink it i've seen this up to the fart contest oh get your nose away host Wow, this is great. Number one, this, number one. I I actually paid to see my friend, but you were really far, far farty. I really liked your set, really farty set. Hey, good good set, good set, really farty material out there. Hey, oh, why you're still doing more open mic analogies? Uh, great set, great set, and those great. weren't pity pukes. I was really disgusted. So, so Chief opens up, pours the liquid, sees and the girl, stick his at, her ass out. He's like, I got to see this. And right. then the dog and drinks the dog it. dog drinks it so we can get a payoff joke. The dog vomits. Is there going to be a dog's breakfast involved in this? No. Gross Out still doesn't have the formula in him. So you see how the plot doesn't really make sense. They've got this ace in the hole. He, he was off stage and could have drank it, but the chief latrine didn't give it to him to drink it doesn't make sense oh, oh no they was giving, the dog farted across the, they threw a dog across the room they did throw a dog is it also a howard the duck like that was horrible acting that's like a 1979 thermos for sure okay this must be the fart offs because hey, she i gotta pass that Oh, it's, oh, they must be playing the music, right? Hey, you paid money. Our show is called King Frat. It's now, so crazy. The whole film they play, it's a disco song, right? King Frat. Oh, yeah. King Frat. Oh, no. King it's Frat. totally appropriate for being 1979. When they start playing it at the party scene, it's going boom, 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 boom. You know, it's, it's that disco beat. Nothing will take us apart. Fart, 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 fart. I wrote the lyrics, the King Fred. But the uh, good times, these are the good times. It's that kind of disco. Fart, 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 fart. Fart, fart. fart. So he's going to stick uh, like a bird whistle up his uh, ass. Yeah, I didn't the, get that. Oh, this is not. Oh, it's just. I, it's. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. It's the joke. The fart didn't land. The fart didn't land. It's today's audiences. They're different. You know, yeah, audiences the evolve. fart didn't land in today's audiences. You have to know your audience. Okay? You're going to meet your audience halfway at a fart contest. Right. The kids love the squeakers. They think it's funny. It's They love the squeakers. Yeah, they don't appreciate, you know, it's a different generation. They don't appreciate the real deep farts. You know, the girls they picked up at the Chinese restaurant, she only smiles when women fart. I've seen that. That's, a, that's the only notes I have in this entire movie. But she's really into she, it now. Yeah, she's re she, she only smiles at other Asian lady farting. Um, okay, now we're getting the... Okay, what was it about the whistle? Because he's struggling. Oh, draws mud. Draws mud. I draw mud. He drew mud. That's funny. Shark. That was the 70s version of Shark. He drew wood. <laughs> okay, now he wants the cop to do his dirty work and go bust up the frat. 
what in the world did this guy write? You know what I mean? If there's no script, I, I, I oh, well, he wrote, have you ever seen Meatballs 2? Mm-hmm. So it's like Pee Wee Herman's the bus driver. Richard Mulligan is the camp director. I'm, I'm saying in this actual film we're watching right now, this uh, pretty serious dialogue. He must have written this. Yeah, like, well, I mean, technically, John Landis wrote this. This is Chris Miller. <laughs> uh, this is Ivan Reifman. Who else wrote Animal House? Okay, now this guy, his name is Doug Delman Doyle. No, no, Dan Fitzgerald is the actor's name. He was in her Police Academy 5 assignment, Miami Beach. Right, yeah, they went to a convention in Miami Beach. It's the first time they they called out of the United States, so they're not from Miami Beach. That's his big movie, Everything Else You Never Heard of. Super Fuzz, maybe you've heard of. Yeah, sure, I know Super Fuzz. So this is the Losers Party? Are they doing the Losers Dance? No, this is not. That was our fish burgers dance. This is a winner's party. No, it's a loser's party. They lost. They got second place. You mean in the fart contest? This isn't a fart contest. It's just the, look how they're in, you know, they're not in togas, but he's in a toga. He is in a toga. It's a a direct, oh, he's not in a toga. What am I talking about? No, he's a loser. The keyboard player there, right? Uh-huh. Okay. His name, where is he? Where is he? There he is. His name is Chuck Demodica. He was the keyboard player and the singer for the band in the party scene. He he says, when the movie was finally released, I went to see it at a midnight showing in Fort Lauderdale with several friends. Besides the four of us, there were probably 10 other people in the theater, not including the usher. Remember, there used to be ushers. When the movie was over, we were exiting the theater. The usher asked me if I wanted a paper bag for my head. He recognized me from the party scene. Wow. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, you were a movie usher. Yes. I never uh, said that to anyone. Here's more information about that viewing. It's from a different internet source. He and his okay. parents went to see the film when it came out in the area. The audience reaction is about what you'd expect. Thrown popcorn, soda, and even a few tomatoes. Now, who brings a tomato? It's not the truth. Well, it's uh, Florida. And then it tells the Usher story again. So that's his claim to fame, and he had a good night out. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't wait to tell the story to your grandkids. Yeah, we went to a movie, and they threw stuff at the film, and then the guy said, do I want a paperback? Now, a paperback comes into this film later. It's a scene you missed. There he is. He's playing. What is he doing? Is he drunk? He's, that's, I don't know. Like, why is it comical? It's not his personality. I don't know. He's, yeah, it's pretty intense. Is are they gonna tell jokes like in laughing? They'll be like doing seventies. Here's my impression: nineteen seventies laughing. Dee, 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 dee. See hey, that monkey? Dave, man, Dave's not here. Oh, this. Yeah, well, that monkey was a little aggressive. Yeah, she yeah. grabbed her boob. This movie's horrible. Horrible. So is that V guitar. All V guitars are horrible. No, man, it's a good investment. You're going to get a lot of years of productivity with a V guitar. Now, there is older, a, your knees hurt. In the song, there's a woman singing, and you don't see a woman in the band at all. There is no drummer. Okay, oh, now, no. 
The old girlfriend is going to try to talk him back into getting together, but he's like, I love my new girlfriend. What's her name? Griselda? What'd you say? Griselda. Griselda. Yeah. He, I love Griselda. She doesn't talk back. All this. Oh, yeah. You remember it makes the noise? I love you. It says little catchphrases. He says, it, uh, it's Chris Fack. Oh, this guy. Whoa, boobies, finally. Like, it's all farts in this movie. There's, like, no boobs. Yeah, this movie really did heavily, you know, do the nose-picking and throwing up and farting and burping. It didn't go to the sex comedy like right. you would expect. So what happens now after this fart competition is over? What next, Carl? Well, uh, there will be a uh, um, party trip to the hospital when two people are connected. Look, see them screwing in the bathtub? That was not in the drive-in theater. Uh, okay, this film was actually popular in Australia and okay. England. In England, they don't have fraternities, and frat movies are always a hit in England. They don't have that, and they, they wish they did or something. And um, in the UK version, they showed it all, including the other scene I was talking about later, okay? So we're watching the UK version, and we're glad we are, because otherwise they oh. cut that scene out. Right. I, I think they digitally erased them from the bathtub. <laughs> oh, so that guy's a spy, the knight. I forget that. Yeah, you know, we see uh, a guy fell out. He goes, Chief, I'm out. No, not Chief. Dean? <laughs> Dean DeWormer? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. there he is on the other side. That's right. Yeah, he goes, uh, a guy rolls out the window and lands on him. And he goes, the, the guy goes, thanks for doing that. Like, you're a good night. Good night. Well, good night. <laughs> More belly dancing. Now, they, they spent $100,000 to make this film. That's uh, about right. That's the money. in Can this. It was Canadian dollars. They had to change it to American. But the Canadian financers put up $100,000, and the producers ran with it. They just went to make a quick cash-in on the, you know, you saw Animal House, then you see a poster for another frat house movie, and you're in the mood. Right. Well, you know, part of the great things about 21st century is that things, you know, the internet, things don't disappear. Yeah. These, these movies were probably meant for a drive-in and gone, you know. Yeah. And then they stayed around, like, I remember the video box. I mean, this is total video fodder. So no, it, well, it, this, this movie was a hit. It did make money. Not, no, no, no. Let me back that up. This movie was a moneymaker for everyone involved. And that's because they only spent $100,000 on the, you know. Right, sure. Um, it did a modestly profitable run on the drive-in circuit, and it did good money in video. Uh, and it was made for less than a hundred thousand, less than. Have you ever? Well, actually, I, I take it back. I first watched this up until the farting contest on Tubi TV, mm -hmm. T U B I TV. Now they're stealing the big penis little boy. They, is, they ripped the dick off. Yeah, that Listen, is good. The good frats are there. TV, TV, Tubi TV has advertisements that are, are interspersed.
throughout the movie. So you haven't experienced a farting contest that gets interrupted and then Downey and Game detergent commercials play. And they're like, keep away from kids. I'm like, no, keep the kids away from the farting contest. Like, yeah, um, I would have them eat Tide Pods all day if they don't go to them. <laughs> like, your priorities are fucked. Well, it was like Tide Pod commercials in between the farting contest. So thank you, TV for that. Thank you, they, TV. Yeah. What? Good now, night. Tom, let's see. Let's see. This cop, he's uh, Tom Tully as Officer Percy from Chicago. Um, actor, writer known for The Mothman, Prophecies 2002, who finds, a, who finds a friend, finds a treasure in 81, and Freddy of the Jungle. I guess we don't 